Hello, this is Augustus and Tony Corbett, and you're listening to the Marriage Minutes Podcast. Where we use biblical principles to enhance marriages and eliminate divorces. For the next 30 minutes, get ready for lots of laughing, learning, and loving. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marriage Minutes Podcast, your number one source for biblical principles that enhance marriages and eliminates divorces. In today's episode, we're going to share seven tips with you on how couples can lose those pandemic pounds. Please, before we get started, do us a favor. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review, please. That helps our podcast ratings. And without further ado, thank you for tuning in. And I want to welcome my sweetheart who's with me today and who will be with me every day on this podcast. How are you, Sister Corbett? I am doing well. How are you doing? I am doing fabulous because you're with me and because uh, we woke up this morning and uh, the children are doing fine. And so uh, thank God we haven't gotten any bad reports with respect to anyone else. So I'm doing very good. Amen. I say yes to that. Yes, we are so blessed to be here with everything that's going on. And we're real excited about uh, today's podcast on um, Marriage Minutes, our topic, Seven Steps to Help Couples Lose Those Pandemic Pounds. And we're going to be sharing today our personal journey, as well as giving everyone out there some tips on um, things that can help you lose those pounds that you may have gained during this time period. Well, since we started this journey, I am about 20 pounds lighter. And I could not not be happy. And let me tell you, every one of those pounds, I earned those pounds. I mean, losing those pounds have been a journey, but it's been a blessing at the same time. And we want to share with you all this morning seven things that we used to help us um, embark on this journey and thus far experience a lot of success. So, uh, Tony... Uh, Before we actually get into the tips, let me just say that I have had a bigger struggle with weight than you have. When we married in 1988, May 14th, 1988, it'll Mm -hmm. be 31 years this coming Thirty-three. Pardon me, 33 (laughs) years, Lord. 33, I don't want to lose either of those two years either. (laughs) Praise God, it took work as well. But 33 years, this coming May 14th, 1988, Mm -hmm. I was weighing approximately 175 pounds. Today, I weigh about 250-something pounds, 53, 4, somewhere along there, depending on the day. And at the beginning of the pandemic, you were weighing how much? I was around 300 pounds. Wow. Actually. And while other folks said that they were gaining weight— I mean, pardon me, yes, gaining weight, I was losing some weight, and it really took off once we started doing these seven tips that we're going to share today. And so when we actually started the journey, so yeah, when when the pandemic began, I was like at about 300 pounds, but when we started this journey around November, I was at 272 pounds. I remember that very well. And today, again, I'm in the 250s, low 250s, okay? So, again, it's been about 20 pounds. Not as fast as some people lose weight, 
But it's been very successful, what we've done. And so we're going to share that with you. Now, you haven't had as big a struggle. In fact, you haven't had a struggle with your weight. You are pretty much close to where you were were when we got married. Right. I'm within 10 pounds now. But, I mean, there was a period, I think, um, with hormonal changes and all of that, you know, as, as women get older, I did pick up a few pounds, but... Um, right now I'm within like 10 pounds of when we were married. So I'm, I'm glad about that. But I, I do want to say. Well, I, I really greatly appreciate <laughs> that because you're just as fine today as you were, uh, what, 33 years ago. Well, thank you. But I wanted to say really, truly, I'm so proud of you because if anyone can lose weight, get encouragement from my husband because he loved sweet tea. He ate bread with every meal. I mean, bread, toast, had to be some bread, <laughs> rice with every, um, not breakfast, but with lunch and dinner, a lot of rice. So if he could do it, you all be encouraged. And we do hope that these tips will help you. Well, yeah, I mean, I grew up in the South. I grew up on soul food. And we had to have something sweet. We had to drink something sweet with every meal. Uh, we basically ate white rice with everything and bread. Um, so I had a lot of bad habits uh, when we started this journey. There's no doubt about that. And also, I love eating. I mean, I enjoy a good meal. I enjoy dining. I enjoy the restaurant experience. I enjoy the taste of food. So, <laughs> you know, I've met People. In fact, my father was a man who just basically ate to have strength to do what he needed to do, which is primarily working all the time. But that was not me. I tasted, I love the taste of good food. And so now I'm in the process of training myself, and these are some of the tips that we're going to get to, mm-hmm. to not be so controlled by the taste of food, but by the effects of the food on your body. Yes, that's good. Say that again. I like that. Yeah, I've had to train myself, and I'm still in the process of training myself, not to be so controlled by the taste of food, but by the effects that the food has on my body. That is good. But let let me also say now, I have really tried, and I'm still learning and training myself how to have healthy meals that do taste well, you know, that has a good taste to it. So, you know, we're not saying as we go along with this broadcast that you got to just be miserable in the taste of the food. But we do know that there are some healthy foods out there that taste good as well. And we'll um, share that with you. Well, I remember when we started this journey, um, we went through our cupboard, cupboards and we identified all the foods that were very unhealthy foods and that were contributing to all of the weight gain over the years. Right. And basically we had to throw out almost everything in the cabinets and almost everything in the refrigerator. I mean, all of it. You are so right. We, We began to be so serious about this. In fact, you did a Facebook live on it where he took a big garbage um, garbage bag and we went through our cupboards and we were just throwing out things. I mean, it was amazing. A garbage bag full of unhealthy processed foods that we were 
eating on that was causing, you know, unhealthy um, side effects. So I was so glad that we had a, um, well, I don't want to get into the tips, but we did have a mind change. <laughs> okay, well, let's, I guess it's time to jump in those tips because we are just uh, all around them. So we might as well get started. Why right. don't you start us off? Okay. I want to say that the first tip, now this is seven tips on how couples can lose those pandemic pounds. The first tip is you have to prepare mentally when in your mind you you become convinced that it's time to change, that's when it will change. That's right. You have to prepare mentally. You have to become convinced that, okay, this enough is enough. Carrying around these extra pounds is not good for me. It's not good for my family. If you have children, it's not good for my children. It's not good for me if I'm trying to work a job or go to school or whatever. It's not good to carry around around those excess pounds. But you have to prepare mentally. Yes. I mean, my husband, we know what we're telling you. You can know something. Theoretically, you know it. Intellectually, you know it. But until it really hits you. Yep. And you convince yourself that's when change comes. And the change for me came, quite frankly, because of the pandemic. What do I mean by that? Well, all the news reports started coming out about the fact that African-Americans were dying from COVID-19 disproportionately. And it was because of comorbidities, this big word, which Mm -hmm. means that black people tended to have pre-existing health conditions before they picked up COVID-19. And those pre-existing conditions typically were high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, respiratory issues, uh, hypertension, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. And a a lot of those things are diet-related. They are connected with obesity. So it began to get my attention. I'm like, wait a minute here. I'm in that obese category. I uh, have some abnormal numbers. So God forbid, but if I got COVID-19, I may have some, some issues, quite frankly. And so I said, what do I need to do to reposition myself? You remember we started talking about repositioning for yes. 21, mm-hmm. 2021? Yeah. So this was a part of us repositioning and I eventually just said to myself, um, I, I don't want to be victimized by, you know, comorbidities or COVID-19 or anything health related. Um, so I'm going to take I'm going to grab the bull by the horn, by the horns, and I'm going to do something about about my weight. And I also want to be an example to anyone who may look to me for inspiration or leadership or, or, you know, teaching. I want to be an inspiration and an example for them. So it was COVID-19 that really got my attention. Yes, I'm so glad you were sharing this because I had been praying, you know, um, secretly that you would lose some of the weight because I knew some of the habits that we had, you know, they were not good habits. And even though I was not as obese as you, I still was a little overweight, you know, and I, the same thing happened with me when this pandemic started, I started saying, okay, 
I need to really take my health into my own hands. Yep. And at that point, I began to go outside. My uh, children had bought me a trampoline, a little small trampoline that, you you know, just one person can jump on. I started jumping on that trampoline every morning consistently. Faithfully. Faithfully, I would go out there. I would put my earphones on. I would listen to the word because I was reading through the Bible at the time. I would put my ear sets, uh, my earplugs in, listen to the word, and jump on that trampoline. And I would skip breakfast, so I was eating only two meals a day. And I began to lose weight. It was not fast. It was very slowly. You know, the the pounds were shedding. This was like around April, okay, of last year. And then it was around Thanksgiving when my husband said, you know what? Enough is enough. Yep. And his mind, he was convinced it is time to make some changes. And that is when we went into our cupboard. We threw away everything. We had a, a change of mind. We had renewed our mind to we need to take control of our health. God blessed us with these bodies. And now we are self-destructing, you know. Yep. All because of the food that we eat. So number one, prepare yourself mentally because everything starts with the mind. That's right. Everything. So get your mind right first. That is um, tip number one. Now the second thing that happened, and this is exactly what um, my husband said, Tony, we got to educate ourselves. There are so many conflicting theories about out there about weight loss, remember? Right. I mean, you, you go to one website or you, you listen to one doctor or one nutritionist or dietitian. They're telling you one thing, another group of people telling you another. He said, we have to educate ourselves. So tell us how. Well, you, um, yeah, I mean. I, you know, there's so many different fad diets, so much information about losing weight. Yes. I mean, the, the market out there is just completely overrun with all sorts of diet information, diet vi- advice, nutrition information. It, it's overwhelming, quite frankly. Yes. It's and saturated. I it's, mean, the market is just saturated. Exactly. And, and, Given the fact that I had majored in chemistry in college and and knew a little bit about chemistry, I I told my wife I said we we need to back away from all of the all of the um, all of the fad diet information and all of that and look to the science. Let's go to the science uh, again because I studied chemistry in college. I was able to understand the science. And I knew that there was there was a lot of science behind food and the body and all of that. Yes. So we began to start searching. And we came across a book that we're not saying run out and get this book. We're not saying this is the only way you can approach, you know, weight loss or diet and, and nutrition. We're not saying that. We don't get any sort of royalties for uh, mentioning this book that we're about to, me- That's to right. mention. We're not promoters. We're not promoters. We're, we're not. Um, <laughs> we're not um, paid to advertise exactly <laughs> this particular book. But this is what our journey took us on because um, Augustus wanted something that was science based. Science evidence base is what you you kept telling me. Exactly, and you you know there was a little pushback from you because you know 
let's just do it. Let's just jump on it. But I'm like, but before we jump on it, we need to educate ourselves. That's the second tip, by the way. We need to educate ourselves. We need to find out how this works because I am confused. Right. Some people say, you know, calorie in, calorie out is the way mm-hmm. to lose weight. Some people say that's not the way to do it. Some people say eat a lot of protein. Other people say don't eat a lot of protein. Some people, I mean, it's just all over the place. It's all over the place. It is. And I was one of those people. I would say, no, you just, um, my, my motto was you just eat less. Um, and move more. <laughs> you know, I told right. you that. The older you get, I guess, no, we just need to eat less and move more. Well, I'm telling you, once we began to educate ourselves, I was totally wrong. Okay? According to this particular author According and this, this doctor author. and this kidney specialist. So, All right. Um, so so we've, we built him up enough. Let's say who this is and what the name of the book is. Uh, the doctor's name is Jason Fong. He is... I believe a, a Chinese American or Canadian, a, a Canadian. I believe one of the two. He's an Asian, but he was um, he was living in Toronto, Canada. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, the name of the book is the Obesity Code. The Obesity Code. Now, I just want to keep reminding you all: we don't get we we're not in some kind of program with him. If you go out, if 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 five hundred of you bought this book today, we're not going to get a check. Amen. <laughs> okay, I don't know the guy. All right, I just so the 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 science in the book just so resonated with me. Right, that's because what that, it was. That's exactly what you kept saying. We need to get the science behind it. And with your chemistry background, you said no. There is some science, some biological and physio- physiological evidence that can really explain to us this whole mindset behind how to lose weight. And lose it uh, properly and not have and, those fed diets. And lose it permanently. And permanently. Right. You're exactly right. Because how many times me and others have lost weight only to gain it back. Right. And gain even more back the second time. Gain more back. That is more the norm than the exception. And you, I remember you telling me, I don't want to go through that because I think so, a few years ago we had gone on this journey, and we've been on this journey you all a long time. <laughs> like like most weight. Americans, <laughs> we would lose the weight, we would exercise, we would watch our calories, lose the weight, but then a year and a half later, the weight is back, and we didn't want that this time. Absolutely, and it still can happen. Right. I mean, truthfully, even with the way we've educated ourselves and. We got the proper mindset now. It's still every day we have to make we have to make good choices about That's food. Right. That's every exactly single right. day, every meal. Just yesterday we were trying to uh, because we were trying to decide what we we're going to eat for dinner. When you start eating healthy, especially when you first start this journey, we're still educating ourselves. Quite frankly, um, your food choices completely change. Yes, completely, and so there's not as much available healthy foods as there are unhealthy foods. Right, right. I mean, if you want unhealthy foods, just jump in the car and go, you know, to almost any restaurant, any fast food place, and you got all kinds of food galore. But if you want healthy foods, you typically cannot find it just by jumping in the car and going to the closest fast food. That's right. Right? That's right. So 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 having a, a, a menu at home, a meal selection, a list of foods at home 
that you can eat, you know, is is critical. But that list is probably gonna 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 um, shrink That's from right. what you had be- before. That's right. So we've said so far, prepare mentally. Second, educate yourselves. Okay. And the book for us was the Obesity Code by Jason Fong. We we believe the science in that book is solid science. Um, I'm seeing that some schools like Harvard, their um, diet nutrition program there at Harvard University uh, agreed with uh, Dr. Fong's book. Now, let me say this. Dr. Fong's book goes against a lot of what you will hear and see and read out there because there is an industry, the food industry is dedicated to making money, not providing healthy foods. That's right. That is exactly right. I'm so glad you mentioned that because, uh, I mean, if you, once you begin to educate yourself and your mind opens up um, to what's going on in the food industry, it changes even when you go into the grocery stores. You look around yep. and you say, oh, my goodness, all this processed food, you know, hyper-processed uh, food, all the, the sugar, you know, mm-hmm. that's um, in the products. I mean, sugar is even in bread, you know, sugar is in the ketchup, you know, that we yep. eat. And it just changes. It opens up your mind and it changes your, your whole mindset when you're grocery shopping, and especially I'm talking to the wives and women out there, you're going to have to intentionally and purposefully set um, meal plans, plan out your meal, because if not, you would then just jump in the car and go and get something unhealthy. That's right. And, you know, go ahead, you finished? Yeah, I'm finished. Well, I was just going to say it's really almost criminal the way the food industry with the with oftentimes the um, help and assistance of many in the medical community as well as the government are just producing all of this food to to enhance profits but are mm-hmm. destroying a lot of people's bodies. Yes. I mean yes. Jesus said the root of all e- the love of money is the root of all evil. And 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 when it comes to evil in the health industry that is just so very true that's right because you know corporations to try and stretch the dollar Mm -hmm. to try and and um, enhance profits they take nearly all the nutrition out of the foods and pack it up pack it up with a good good taste good tasting stuff a lot of sugars salts etc so that we just buy all that stuff and they put just a little bit of anything that may be nutritious so they can stretch that out and make money. That's right. It's about profit. And then what happens, <laughs> what, and what happens once you're eating, we're consuming all this unhealthy food, okay? Then it begins to have an effect on our bodies. And then the diseases, you become diagnosed right. with all these diseases, high blood pressure, diabetes, you know, kidney issues. You have high cholesterol, all of these things, um, fatty liver, you know, all of these diseases um, you become diagnosed with. And then what happens? The pharmaceutical companies, wow, that's again, right. for profit, that's right. they begin to make all this medicine. That's right. And thank God, you with know. With the help of the doctors. With the help of the doctors, they begin to make this medicine 
to treat these diseases. Exactly. Instead, they, of, instead of saying to you, you need to lose some exactly. weight. You need to eat better. Right. No, they don't do that because they get, they get money when they prescribe stuff. Right, right. So then you have um, profit over people, not only in the food industry, where they're mass producing, and because the population has continually increased worldwide, they're mass producing all this food, making it less nutrition nutritional, and then we're eating and consuming. We get these diseases. The pharmaceutical and drug companies make all this medicine, and then they pay the, the doctors to prescribe these prescriptions. And they never treat the the source of the problem, and the source is obesity. Obesity, is, which is induced, which is induced by a lot of bad eating uh, habits right. and foods. And right. by the way, let me say this: the African American community. You're talking about pandemics. I mean, there's yes. pandemic upon pandemic upon pandemic, and one of which is food deserts. Yes. Right. Yes. And the and, you know, I would say the more concentration of black Americans in a neighborhood, the the more likely there are there there is a food desert. Right. Right. You know, uh, there are not grocery stores in those areas that sell nutritious foods. Right. So they get their food from the convenience stores. You go there and you buy um, bologna, you buy hot dogs, all this processed Sugar meat, cereals. Sugar, uh, right, cereals that's just laced with a bunch of sugar. You know, all this unhealthy food. And then I'm telling you, over time, it may not happen overnight, but over time it begins to have an effect on your body. And then um, you go to the doctor or you begin to experience different symptoms and you're diagnosed with diseases. That's right. Dr. Fong talks about how with these bad eating habits, you don't see the weight coming on you. You tend to, to pick up like one or two pounds over a year's time. And that is exactly what happened to me. So over like the 30 years, the, the 33 years that we've been married, I'm picking up two, three pounds, not really noticing it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I get 59 years old, I'm approaching 300 pounds, whereas I was 175 pounds when we first got started. Exactly. Yep. You see? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, we better speed along a little bit. Okay. We've, we've okay. gone about 30 minutes and only got to, to two of these uh, tips. You all see we're excited <laughs> we're about excited this because about we're, we're still on this journey. We have not arrived. We are still on it, but we want to share with you. So tip number one, prepare mentally, educate yourself. Um, and then uh, tip number three, set realistic goals. Yes. Okay. Don't try to lose 100 pounds in 100 days. Okay. Set realistic goals. And I'm telling you, you have to um, keep in mind that you're going to have to set a goal of what you're going to eat so that, you you know, you just don't get hungry and then grab the first thing that you see because that may be unhealthy. Set a goal of, okay, I'm going to plan out my meal a week in advance, what we're going to eat so that you can deliberately take out time to choose healthy foods to cook and prepare and you may want to set a goal like augustus and i we would i mean we ate out every single day you all except maybe a couple of days well you stopped cooking after the kids left so. yeah i did now, i cooked all the time when um the children were small 
But after they got grown, <laughs> I stopped pretty much cooking. And we <laughs> ate out all the time. But when yep. you're eating out, you can't control what the cook is doing back there in the kitchen. You know, how much salt, how much sugar, how much processed um, food you're getting. So you have to deliberately set a goal. I'm going to start preparing my meals at home more often. And then set a goal as to how much weight you want to lose. Um, what is reasonable for you. And I definitely discourage the fat diets and all these other kind of supplements that people have out there, me personally now. Yep. I discourage that because I think it should be something that we can, um, the way we start out, we can hold out, you know. Yep. It's something that is really a lifestyle change. So set a realistic goals would be tip number three. Also, um, step number four, get started. Yes. Start. Okay. So, 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 <laughs> so you've prepared mentally, you've educated yourself, you have set some realistic goals, get started. Right. It's time right. for you to start now. Right. Just right? start. Just yeah. start. Yeah. You, you, you may stumble and fall some, but just get started. Get back up and start back on it. Get started. Just don't keep saying, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. I know I'm that type of person. I have such good intentions, but it's not about intentions. It's about what you do and not procrastinating. Just get started right where you are. And it may be with your really realistic goals, it may start out being just small changes, you know, small gradual changes, and then you see you are successful there, and then add to those goals because success begets success. Amen. If you start out small, then you are going to be encouraged to continue to add on to your goals. But get started. Get started. You never can get anywhere you're trying to go if you don't get going. That's right. Right. That's right. So you got to get started. You know, all the talking and all the education and mental mindset and all of that isn't worth, they aren't worth a hill of beans if you don't get started. That's so right. Get started. Get started. Take it from us. Get started today after you have prepared your, your mind. Educated. Well, maybe not even today, right? Well, yeah, not today. The day that you prepare your mind and educate yourself, yeah. that is the day. That's the day. <laughs> Somebody was telling me, in fact, the other day that they, uh, I had talked with them maybe a month ago, and they were saying they were not going to get the COVID-19 vaccination. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't apply any pressure to them. I, I, we've gotten vaccinated, thank God. Uh, we've gotten both shots. It's been a couple of weeks now and a couple of days. But- you know, everybody needs to be made up in their own minds. Right, right. right? And so I didn't apply any pressure. I mean, I, I had nothing to say. In fact, I said, well, you know, the Bible says every man needs to be made up in his own mind. Be fully persuaded. Be fully persuaded for <laughs> him or herself. Mind. Exactly. That's right. And so, lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, I get a text uh, from this individual saying, I think I'm going to do it. Okay. I think I'm going to do it. I was like, well, great. Awesome. You know, I was I was happy to hear that. Um, but, yeah, the same thing with losing weight. You got to do it when you are ready to do That's it. That's right. You got to be made up in your own mind. In other words, you're not going to last. That's it, right. It's not it's not going to it's not going to be long term. That's right. That's right. So that was um, step tip number four. Mm -hmm. 
tip number five, we suggest that you find a support system. Oh, this is so important right here, Tony. And you can share with us what you did, you well, know. Okay, what I did was I created a Facebook group, okay, um, because, again, I wanted our journey to be a transparent journey of weight loss, hopefully to encourage other people. And uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Barry Jenkins, I don't think Barry minds me mind me saying this because he's he's saying it all all the time on Facebook, but he and I start we he started with us mm-hmm. and um, he embarked upon his journey. He, he kind of took a different approach, but it's been very effective. That's why we don't you know say that you got to do it our way. It's been very effective. Barry, since we started, has lost over thirty some pounds. Right, I think. 40. About 40, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. And so he and I and you and this Facebook group, we've been an encouragement to each other. We've been a support to each other. Um, we, you know, post meals, uh, healthy mm-hmm. meals, uh, tips, encouragement, and, right. and so on. Um, so it is important. It is very, very important that you have a support group. That's right. And if you don't have one, you know, you can find a partner, a co-worker, or a relative, a friend, your best friend, someone that you all can hold each other accountable, encourage one another. If you don't have a support group, though, go to Facebook um, under Obesity Busters. O- Obesity but, Busters yeah. is the name of our Facebook group. Come and, on, join yeah, us. join us. Um, Augustus is very transparent about his weight loss. Um, you know, he's... Um, our children bought us an exercise bike for Christmas, and he's shown. She took it over, by the way. Yeah. I guess because it was sitting there collecting dust because <laughs> I wasn't using it as much as she was, as much as she uses it. But um, I'm going to get back on it. That's right. We have to encourage one another. <laughs> exactly. So, and I mean, it's a workout, too. It is a workout. So we use So, it. so the kids are probably saying, wait. Hold it. We bought that back bike. We expect you to use it. We put our money in it. Well, kids, I'm going to get back on it, okay? <laughs> so, I, I, let me say this, too. Barry okay. Barry is so transparent with his journey. He uh, he will post. He I think the last time I read one of his really transparent moments, he said he was really hungry. He was out <laughs> somewhere, and he saw some restaurant, some fast food, and it said it just got the best of him, <laughs> you know. Uh, that you, I'm probably dating myself here, and I'm sure Tony, you probably don't. Well, you've seen this movie. Uh, what is it? Oh, Wesley Snipes is in it. Oh my God, New Jack City. Okay, it's a really mm-hmm. old movie. Yeah, and I Chris Rock it. is in that movie, and he's a crackhead, and he got off crack and was doing really well, but then he went back. And in one scene, he was like, it was calling my name. It was calling my <laughs> name. Man, that crack was calling my name. And so so that food, that uh, hamburger, whatever it was that Barry mm-hmm. ate, it was calling his name. And let me tell you, some kind of food is calling my name every day. <laughs> every day I'll get a taste for something. And it's just calling my name like crack was calling Chris Rock. Yes. Um, Pookie, I think his name was in the movie. Yeah. But yeah, it it's it's it, it's not it's not it's not an easy journey. It is a complete transformation. 
Right. Mentally. Right. It complete. Is. It is. And I'm telling you what. What makes it so difficult is, you know, thank God we live in a blessed nation, you know, and you get all of this stuff around you. I mean, I remember years ago I would tell you it ought to be against the law to have a donut shop everywhere, a fast food place, all this unhealthy food in the grocery stores. But, of course, it's not because we live in a capitalistic world. That's right. People will... Um, buy it, then folks will sell it. Okay, exactly. So we're not living on the farms like they did early, you know, in the eighteen hundreds, where there are no grocery stores and you planting your own, uh, growing your own food. We no longer live in those days, so it makes it very difficult. We're no longer working with our hands. We're sitting all day long looking at computers, you know. So it, it's real difficult. That's why it's um, after you found a support group. Tip number six is do the best you can to remain disciplined and consistent. Let me let me talk about that a minute okay. because that has been one of my biggest struggles. And let me say to your credit, Tony, you are very disciplined. And not very, just say discipline. Not don't put the very with it. I'm I'm striving to become very disciplined. But well, in my I, estimation, <laughs> I mean, in my opinion. You're very disciplined. When you start doing something, you do it faithfully and consistently. I mean, you really do. I have to give you that credit. Well, you remember, now we have some quotes about consistency. Consistency is the same. uh, Inconsistent is the same as non-existent. That's right. Inconsistent is pretty much the same as non-existent. Say it again. Say it again. Inconsistency equals non-existence. Okay, and another quote that I love about um, when we get on the topic of consistency is inconsistency, therein lies the power. The power is in how consistent we can be. Anybody can start out. You said inconsistency. Well, okay, not inconsistency, but two separate words. Right. Because of consistency, there is power. Let me put it like that. (laughs) Yes. I knew what you meant. Yeah. The power is in your consistency. Right. That's another way to put it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Therein lies the power. Yeah. It depends on on how consistent you are. Anybody can start out gun-ho on anything. Yep. But where are you going to be six months from now, a year from now, 20 years from now? Are you still going to be consistent? Yep. That's true. Uh, I mean, that's true. You know, something as simple as drinking water. Uh, uh, Since we started this, you heard me say early on in this podcast, in this episode, that I grew up, we had to have sugar in in whatever we drunk with our meals. If it was nothing more than sugar water. Sugar water, Kool-Aid. I, I, I grew up on Kool-Aid. Absolutely. And I can say, though, that I have not drunk a sugary drink since before Thanksgiving. Yes. A sugary drink. I am drink. so proud of you. Not one. Not one. But, see, that's why I keep applauding you because you haven't, you haven't drunk is that the right word, drunk? Mm-hmm. You haven't drunk a sugary drink in years. Right. I, I don't make it a habit. Whenever, even when we would go out to eat in restaurants, I always would um, would get water. Yeah. And that wasn't any highfalutin thing. Because for one thing, I'm like, I'm not paying no $3 for a drink. 
Well, but still. <laughs> and I just like, nope, just give me water. And I have been drinking well, that is water. A whole, that is a whole nother issue, right? $3 <laughs> for a glass of, of right. something that's killing you. Something that's killing you. That's a very good point, by the way. So, I mean, that that is exactly right. There's an economic benefit to eating and drinking correctly. Right. Because now we're just buying groceries for the for the, for the most part and, right. and we couldn't really go out anyway because of the pandemic or at right. least we chose not to. Exactly. Um but yes, the food costs has decreased tremendously because mm-hmm. like Tony said, we're eating out every almost every day out of a 7-day period, what? Maybe 5 days. 5 days we were eating out pre um pandemic. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's at least about thirty to forty dollars. So that what is that like two hundred dollars a week? Yep. Times four weeks, that's eight hundred dollars just eating up. Like my dad said, you just eating up your money. That's right, and that's what we were doing. I'm serious. So now that has been cut in half. Yes, a little more than in half because we're just buying groceries, mm-hmm. you know, every so often. And as you pointed out, we. We get to choose what we buy and what we bring in the house. That's right. And it's completely different uh, from that stuff we had beforehand. That's right. That's exactly right. So we were on um, tip number six, remain disciplined and consistent. And then I kind of interrupted you about the consistency. So anything else no, you want to say no, about you, discipline? You, no, no it, you, we covered it. Uh, the discipline part, the consistency part is just something that Again, I just throw over to you because you have inspired and motivated me. I mean, anything you start, anything you start doing, I mean, you are very disciplined at it. And sometimes it'll make me, you know, uh, get out the bed and start doing better. So, well, you know, the Bible says we are to provoke one another to good work. Amen. So I'm in the Bible. Amen. And that's what you were saying. You wanted to provoke other people to good work, you know, through your example of exactly. going on this transparent, you know, change about health, your your mindset about um, how healthy we should strive to be because the Holy Spirit lives in us. Right. You know, and how we're going to do the work of the Lord and be unhealthy, sluggish, tired, fatigued, you know, don't feel like um, going to preach, teach, don't feel like studying, you know. And then a lot of times people are having um, dual professions, you know, working two jobs or whatever. You got to have energy to do all of this. Amen. So um, the seventh thing, uh, my wife has me on a time limit here because, you know, she has some other things she has to do and so do I. So let me conclude this with the seventh tip of today, and this is an extremely important tip, and that is don't start your diet, new diet regimen until you consult with your doctor. Right. Okay, we had to throw that in because we're not doctors. We're not medical professionals. We're not nutritionists. We're not dietitians. We're not dietitians. Exactly. (laughs) And we don't want you doing something based on something we said that interferes with your you know, regimen that your doctor has you on and something happens to you and it's like, well, I was listening to the Corbett's and, and they said this and they said that. No, that's why we kind of kept this general. 
Right. And we didn't get, you know, any specifics. I am a lawyer, by the way, so I, you know, I think I think about liability just about on everything. Everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I don't want uh, us to be liable for something that you start on. So consult your doctor. That's all I'm right, saying. Right, right. Consult your doctor and, you know, with his or her advice, get started on this journey. Yes. Get started on this journey. Before we close, I do want to tell you, I just uh, saw, uh, I had seen a quote from the World Health Organization, and it says, unhealthy diet and lack of physical activity are leading global risk to health. Leading global, not just American, but this thing now is on a global scale. Unhealthy diet and lack of physical activity a leading global risk to health. Wow. So please keep this in mind that it's not about just, you know, wanting to look nice in a swimsuit or be able to get in a dress or suit that you hadn't been able to wear. That's you know, important, in a year. too. That is important. But Especially I'm t- for us husbands. Well, okay. Now you're going to go on a whole nother. <laughs> you know, you know where my mind stays. You know where my mind <laughs> Aesthetic is important, okay? But even more important is it would be the health benefits that you would get from having a change yes. of mindset yes, and yes. educating yourself about how to have a healthy and long-lasting lifestyle change. Yes. You will um, be so glad that you did. So come join us on this journey, okay? It's called, you can join our Facebook group, Obesity Busters. Right, right. And please share this podcast if it has been a help or or an encouragement to you. Share it with others. And while you are on this journey, have fun. Have fun with it. Just know, I mean, keep saying to yourself, okay, I'm I'm taking control. I'm taking control of my own health, my own life. Yes. You know, have fun with it. That That is so important, Tony, because one of the things I started feeling as the weight gain increased, was like, I'm out of control. Right. I'm, I'm being controlled by, by this food, food and yes. my belly and my desires. And and it was a miserable feeling. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah. it was awful. And yes. so if you're going through that, that's another reason you should be motivated to take the bulls by the horn. That's right. And get, this, get your body under control. Okay? That's right. Uh, what? 1 Corinthians 9, 27, Paul says, I bring my body under control. Yes. And buffet it. Yes. Not buffet. <laughs> it doesn't mean going to the buffet. Right. Buffet it. I beat it into submission. Yes. That's what he was saying. That's right. Not physically. But I bring it into subjection lest that after I have preached to others, I myself would be a castaway. Right. Right. So. So, yes, we have to keep our bodies under subjection as and I think it's especially important for us Christians, because if we're encouraging other folks to live these sanctified, uh, holy, righteous lives and here mm-hmm. we are all overweight, that suggests to somebody you may not be drinking, you may not be smoking, That's you right. may not be doing this, but you are uh, committing 
Gluttony. Exactly. That was the word I was trying to find. The sin of gluttony. Yes. And that is one sin that looks like the church says, okay, we'll just. That's okay. We'll overlook it. We'll overlook the sin of gluttony. Yep. 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 So you're right about that. All right. So. Have we said everything we want to say? No. No. I was going to say no, we have not. But um, I do want to go over the seven tips on how couples can lose those pandemic pounds. Prepare mentally. It is when you and your own mind become convinced that it's time to change. That is when it's time for you to change. Okay. Educate yourself. Set realistic goals. Get started. Find support. Remain disciplined and consistent and consult with your doctor. Yes. Well, this is our 10th episode for season one. So we're going to end season one with this episode and we're going to start season two. So the next episodes, the next 10 episodes will be a part of season two. And we got some really exciting topics lined up. Now, you won't see an interruption. We will be back with season two um, in just a week or so. Uh, So it's not like we're getting ready to take another hiatus, okay? (laughs) It's just that that's sort of the format that we're using. We're doing these 10-episode seasons. This concludes season one. We're going to start season two. And I I don't know what we're going to – you had a list. I don't know if you have that list with you of, of new topics, Tony. Right, I do. Um, Let me see. Marriage. Yes. Leading causes of divorce. That's that's one of the upcoming episodes. Raising godly children. Mm -hmm. Dealing with infidelity. Handling finances. Keeping the romance in the marriage. And then the question, did I make a mistake? Wow. So these are some of the upcoming topics. And I also would just throw out, if you all want us to discuss a topic you know hit us up and let us know some topics that may be of interest to you all this is the marriage minutes podcast and we want to bring information that's relevant to your life and what you are dealing with in your marriage as well well very good you might as well just close us out well we thank you for being a part of a of marriage minutes podcast with augustus and tony corbett And we hope to see you soon. Please share this information with others and go to iTunes and give us a great review and a five-star rating. Did I say that right? You said it perfect. You said it better than I said. (laughs) Thank you. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.